Hey everyone and welcome back to the Purposeful Mindset Podcast. I'm honestly so grateful that you're subscribed to my podcast and I'm excited to share yet another episode with you. This podcast is all about bringing servant leaders to share their top five actionable life lessons with you all in hopes to inspire you to take more action in your life and find your true purpose. Today I have such an incredible wise guest. I am so, so privileged to have him on my show. His name is Larry Indiviglia and he wrote a book called 126 Days 11 minutes our love story to honor the life of Gail and their love for each other although brief Larry considers his relationship with Gail as one of the most profound experiences of his life Larry is a retired Naval Reserve officer and a graduate of the United States Naval Academy Currently, Larry is a president of Insights for Life, Inc., a fitness professional, presenter, and author, as well as a business and life coach for the Todd Durkin Mastermind Program. In this episode, Larry shared his top five life lessons, which has helped him grow into the servant leader that he is today, and here they are. To be spiritually and physically strong, to look and feel good for confidence. Number two, lead in life, do not follow, show others the path. Number three, excellence breeds excellence. Surround yourself with like minds. Number four, life is like a circle. The end of one journey is the beginning of a next, basically meaning there will be loss in your life. Number five, just love and be loved. Give to others, but also be sure to receive love back. He shared a powerful quote towards the end of the show where he says, Life is like a circle. The end of one journey is like the beginning of the next. Be sure to go and reach out to Larry and check out his new book because it's going to blow your mind. Without further ado, let's get straight into this episode. Hey, Larry, thank you so much for being with me on the Purposeful Mindset podcast. Honestly, I am just excited today. I'm so excited. I'm super grateful to have your time, your energy, your wisdom that's about to come because I can already feel it. I already know from since you just told me your age, I was like, holy moly, like someone that I want to learn from because I know you have so much more life experience, so much more success than me. And I am just so, so um, grateful to have you on the show. So thank you for being here, Larry. And I want to dive straight into it. I am going to be quiet and just sit here listening to the wisdom you're going to share from your own life lessons in life and business. And I'm looking forward to really just um, get as much value as I can from you. Sadiq, it is, uh, I am honored and humbled to be on your show, number one, on this podcast. You've done such a wonderful job. And it's just so rewarding to see young guys like you who are so enthusiastic, hardworking, ambitious, and who want to serve and make the world a better place. And you're doing all of those. So uh, I'm looking forward to our conversation today. And I'm excited that your listeners are going to get some uh, couple of pearls of wisdom maybe today here in the next 30 minutes. For sure. Honestly, I, I'm sure they will get a lot of a lot of pearls of wisdom. So um, Larry, I'm, it's, it's literally over to you. I'm so I'm just I'm literally in listening mode now. And I just really want to get you to share like what are your top life lessons that you've learned in throughout your journey, throughout your um, your success, your failures, your mistakes, um, and just like th- the thing that has made you the person you are today. I'm really mm-hmm. curious to just learn that more more about how you've become where you are today. Yeah, the, the format is, um, is is very insightful, Sadiq, in, in, in trying to harness in on five because, um, you know, I'm 65 years old. I've had a, a fairly long journey and it can go all over the place and sometimes really to narrow it to five. 
it encourages uh, the guests, such as myself, to really focus. What are those five things? You know, there could be 10 or 20, but what are the five really important ones? You know, just so for your listeners, um, 65 years, um, I have had the uh, I've had a, a beautiful and a wonderful life. Um, there has been losses. They've been gains. I've been a fitness professional as a uh, personal trainer, as a conditioning coach, and also as a business and life coach now over a period of 32 years. Resided in San Diego. Fitness uh, got in when I was just a little bit older than you, a uh, little my early 30s. And um, before that, I had spent some time in the service in the Navy. I was educated at the uh, Naval Academy in Annapolis. And I had a, uh, I had a a couple of different careers until I got into the fitness business. And um, it has been a calling probably from 10 years old. And my first lesson is this, is to be spiritually strong and physically strong are really important in life, okay? And and physicality doesn't necessarily mean you can run marathons and, and do echo challenges, not necessarily, but just to have a good physical body. Okay, when you're physically strong and capable, that helps your confidence. And I think it also helps your appearance. If you look good and feel good, you're more confident. That helps you, okay, Uh, uh, physiologically, mentally, and emotionally. And then also spiritually strong or spiritually at least engaged. Whatever your your, uh, spirituality is. Whatever your definition of a higher power is, if you have one, whatever that spiritual sense is, I feel that as a foundation and your physical uh, conditioning as a foundation, so important. I realized that at a, at a young age, at the age of 10, um, and I kept on that track throughout my life. So those two things, spiritual strength and physical strength. And the reason I say that is that loss will happen in your life. And um, whether it's a death of a family member, uh, whatever it happens to be, or disappointment, and when you're physically and spiritually strong, you will be able to overcome adversity and to respond to it. So number one is spiritual strength and physical strength as a foundation. That has helped me um, in, in my walk and in my journey. Uh, I would have to say that's number one. I love that, Larry. Just to kind of um, add into that as well, I yeah. I really agree with you because I think for me, like those two things are like every single Monday, I share my Monday motivation fitness video only because of that, literally what you've been sharing. Like I believe the the mind, body and soul connected is is the most beautiful and most peaceful thing that one can, one can have in their life. And so I share that video purposely only on Mondays to kind of inspire and motivate everybody to go and keep fit, keep active, keep moving. Because I honestly believe if you do that physical right, then your mind is right because you start, uh, you know, releasing stress. You release those hormones and that, those, that negative energy from your body. And you can just focus more on your life, your work, your relationships and friendships and stuff like that. And so... And then, as you said, the spiritual aspect as well, if someone is very spiritual, they can also, you know, meditate or pray or do whatever it is they need to do to find that inner peace as well. So I'm, I'm totally with you. Like, I think those three things are 100% connected and it can honestly change how we feel, number mm-hmm. one, and number two, just, and j- just how we kind of, how we show up in the world, you know? 
and and I, I I agree. I and it's um it it's it's a sense of creating good habits and and uh, with purpose, focusing on on those two. And you know the the second lesson, Sadiq, is is this: um, lead in life, do not follow. And the reason I put that one is number two. If you're spiritually and physically strong and have a great foundation, your confidence is greater um, and you'll be able to lead and not follow. Now, when I say follow, you can have a mentor in life. It doesn't mean that you get into avocations or vocations that perhaps you're in a learning situation and you do have to follow people. But it's also this, you know, our society, there's a lot of escapes. You know, uh, recently I look at, um, and not to judge him, Tony Shea, the mm -hmm. CEO of Zappos, mm -hmm. tragically passed away in a house fire, and they delved into it a little quicker that perhaps it was self-inflicted. Um, he had been into some drugs, he had been into some alcohol, and I don't want to spread any rumors, but there's some things that came out. And there was a man after 20 years, created a great company, he's in his mid-40s, but he went to an escape for whatever reason. He went to escapes. Uh, I, I do believe that in leading yourself, spiritual and, and physical strength, and then lead, don't get caught up in, um, in other people's choices or decisions. When I was in high school, Sadiq, I never got into the drug area. My generation, a lot of people were doing drugs. I saw a lot of talented people, including my older brother, my late older brother, who got into drugs and went down a wrong path in life. It would have been so easy just to kind of get in with the in crowd, yeah. just to kind of go along with what everybody else is doing. It takes strength, uh, physical strength, spiritual strength, mental and emotional to stay away from that, but lead in life. Don't just aimlessly follow anybody because that can be dangerous and also could lead to escapes to get you off your game. So lead and do not follow. So that's that's my number two. I've always tried to do that, sometimes more successfully than than uh, you know, uh, in doing certain endeavors and others. And that's part of le learning your lessons. You might fail at something, but always with the intention to lead. Lead in life. I love that, and I just want to add my bit to that as well. Uh, sure. Is is like one thing that I learned through my personal growth journey was. I, honestly, Larry, I never, ever, ever knew there was a word called servant leadership. Like, I didn't know. Uh, mm. I, I was confused when I when I first heard servant leader. I was like, "What? What does that mean? What you, the the person in charge is sweeping the floors? Like, they're 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 the servant? Like, I didn't I didn't understand until I really dove deep into this concept of servant leadership, and I understood that servant leadership is just leading by being of service. It's literally you being humble, being being kind, not being arrogant, not being um, rude. It's just being there for your team, for the people that you're around, for your friends. And it's genuinely having that compassion and love for others to be like, hey, just because I'm up here, it doesn't mean that you can't like I'm, I'm not going to come and help you down here. Like I, that's that that fine line between arrogance and confidence that's what I learned from servant leadership. And honestly, today, every single thing that I do from my content, from my podcast, to my videos, to my coaching, to everything, I just want to live my life being that servant leader to everybody, just being there to care, to, to show up for them, to, it doesn't matter who it is. Like I reply to every single comment on my social media, just because I care. 
because I know someone took the time to reply to my or watch a video or read something that I shared out there. I am going to I am going to, you know, be that servant leader to go back and be like, hey, I'm going to show you some love back because you showed me some love. Um, and so I, think, I, I uh, love that concept. You know, Sadiq, one, one, wonderful follow here on, on your comments is um, and I'm so impressed. You're a young guy and you're just so on top of things is um, leading by example. And that's kind of what you're talking about a little bit. You know, yeah. when you talk about compassion and caring is is uh, leading by example. And remember one of Robin Sharma's books, yeah. uh, The Leader Without a Title. You could lead and still be in an organization. Um, that doesn't necessarily have to be your own business. And doesn't mean you're necessarily the head manager or the head supervisor, whatever it is, but you could lead as an individual. Mm-hmm. Okay. You could still lead yeah. in how you conduct yourself, how you engage, how you accept the purpose of the brand, possibly that you work for. Okay. There's nothing wrong with this. You know, you could work for somebody else, but still lead and and provide just great value for that particular business's mission or purpose. And when you do that, you actually elevate yourself because you're not only elevating the company, but you're elevating yourself personally and professionally, which is then it's a win-win, you know? So I, I find that um, leading in life, um, whatever aspect of life you look at, don't be afraid to lead because it's, it's easier. It's easier not to, but when you avoid it, that's when um, I don't want to say you can get into trouble, but then that's when you're not your true self. You yeah. know, yeah, yeah, that, that's something else. Um, the third one, Sadiq, and this is an important one. And I think you're doing this in, in, in how you're reaching out to others is um, who you surround yourself with. And the term excellence breeds excellence. If you're around capable similarly aligned souls who are spiritually strong, physically strong, who do want to lead in life. That is a great thing. Okay. Because then that, that rubs off on you. The environment you're in rubs off on you. Now it doesn't necessarily mean that if you're in a challenging environment, you cannot change those circumstances. Look at our great friend, Doug Bobst, Mm -hmm. who was incarcerated for a time, but he made the decision I'm not going down the road of all other felons. I am going to make a change in my life. So you can do a, a massive change just by sheer of will, heart, and soul. Okay, and I get that. But for the most part, when we think about it, who do you surround yourself with? Who are the five most closest people to you that you could fight in, that you associate with, whether it's virtually now with COVID or in person? I do. I believe excellence breeds excellent. When I was at the Naval Academy at Annapolis many, many years ago, 45 plus years ago, <laughs> I, I was lucky that the, the, the fellows I went to uh, school with were all capable people. OK, that was important. And, and that also elevates your game. Not so much that you're in competition with each other, but you inspire each other. Mm-hmm. You inspire each other. So excellence breeds excellence who you surround yourself with, right, is is so important. I 1000% agree with this one cuz mm. on it, since my since my kind of growth journey started over 6 years ago, the first thing I did was just get rid of all the negative friends and the negative people around me. And sometimes it's difficult. I know someone listening right now is probably thinking, but Sadiq, how do I get rid of 
some of the negative people in my family. And I get that because I had my own parents and some of my siblings who were just very negative in my in the beginning stages of my journey when they like they were just always always put me down and say stop stop doing this business thing or stop trying to you know um you know stop trying to you know go after your dream or do this passion or you know make this content and like be on social media and stuff like stop all of this stuff and also they were like stop going out every single day and coming home late they didn't even know what I was doing I was going to events hustling you know I was going to events I was going to um like literally just to stay out of the negative zone I was going to hotel lobbies and cafes to sit down to learn to read to listen to audio books to um, just literally put out content on social media and I was just like I want to everything that I'm learning from personal development I want to share with the world I don't want to be that selfish guy that doesn't that just knows a lot of just has a lot of wisdom and has and has gone through a lot in life but doesn't share it with anyone because that's just in my opinion just being selfish so I decided to share it with everyone and that's where I got to where I am today is just by sharing my experiences things I learn. Um, what inspires me, who inspires me and stuff like that. And that's what really gave me the growth mindset that I have. And like you said, I just started surrounded myself. I, I automatically just started finding amazing friends. People, just before the call, you said something really important that really hit me. You said the people, similar to what you just shared now about the people that you surround yourself with matters the most. Mm-hmm. I think, honestly, like when, when I just got rid of those negative people or distance myself from the family members and the siblings by going out every single day and not being around their energy yeah, I, yeah. I attracted those people I attracted those good positive energetic people into my life who are now today my friends or you know people like Doug and other people that I've had on the on the podcast as well I just attracted them through social media through offline through events and I believe it's because of the energy and the the, the love and the, the positivity that I put out there is how I'm attracting these people to me because we both have that one thing in, in common. You know, you said something really important, you know, when we chatted before the call and, you know, I, I talked about who you are now is where you are when. Who you are now is where you were when in your life. Was it a chance encounter? Did you show up for an interview? Did you enroll in a program? But you know what that comes back to? There's, some people think it's random. I normally think it's not random. The importance of choice. Mm-hmm. You chose and your energy took you to the point where you sat next to somebody at a coffee shop and, and he or she told you about personal development. Or you decided to enroll in a course, even though it cost a couple hundred dollars that perhaps you didn't have, but you met somebody there that changed the direction of your life. And sometimes in our connection, Sadiq, it's um, it's almost like in great team basketball, uh, the great player many, many years ago, he actually ran for president, Bill Bradley, who was a Rhodes Scholar, Bill Bradley, many, many years ago. He always said in team basketball, it's the pass that leads to the pass that leads to the basket. Mm. So rarely is it A to B that one person does it. Mm-hmm. So if you think in your journey, the connection that leads to the next connection that leads to an encounter or another connection that perhaps could change your life. So that, that's always interesting, you know, when we go about and sometimes we try to analyze these things too much, but yeah. um, we, we never walk alone. No, and that's exactly. why who you put yourself, who, who you choose, choose to put yourself around you makes so much of a difference in how you're going to elevate your life. Um, number four, number four, um, is one close to my heart. 
life is like a circle. The end of one journey is the beginning of a next. Life is like a circle. The end of one journey is the beginning of a next. And what I mean by that is there will be loss and none of us pursue loss. None of us go after or want loss in life. Um, I've had um, a good, good number of loss in my life. And, and I'm only going to talk about one. When I was 21 years old, the day after I graduated Annapolis, my entire family was down there. Big event, four years of college, very demanding, going into the Navy for six years. Uh, the next day, after graduation day, I was driving my older sister, who was 28, I was 21 at the time, and my aunt, my dad's sister, to the airport. We never made it. We were, I was in a very horrific car accident. My sister died and my aunt died in the car. I did not. I was 21 years old. Wow. Okay, that's a heavy burden to take on in life. And you say, well, how do you respond to that? How do you make sense of that? Um, what's important is in life, Sadiq, is how we respond to loss. Yes, we must grieve. You have to go through that process. If it's a death, it doesn't necessarily have to be a life and death loss. This is the example I'm giving. But we will be evaluated and looked at in how we responded to the loss. And I submit in my journey, and there's been others, I'm not going to go through all of them, how you respond to loss is a key. If you're physically and spiritually strong, you'll be able, getting back to number one again, to respond to that loss, I'll use the word better, or be able to respond. And then also with every loss, there is an opportunity to sound self-serving, but it's not meant to be. There's an opportunity to do something and to get inspiration to do something that perhaps you would not have done because of the loss. Sometimes emotion is powerful. It could work for you. It could work against you. But I submit on my various losses, there was something I chose to do that the person who had either died or whatever that loss was, and I was inspired to go to another level and either create something or do something that would make my life better. So with every loss, how are we going to respond to adversity or challenge? doesn't have to be life or death. And you'll be remembered on how you responded. That is just so powerful. I was just listening, just thinking, wow, like, so number one, I'm sorry for your loss at, at that age. Yeah, that was 40, that, that was 45 been, years ago. Yeah. Yeah. That must have been really tough. I can honestly, I can only imagine like how, how that would feel you know, in the in the moment, as you said, like the loss in the moment is is when you go through the most pain. But as you said again, if you're spiritually and physically able, or you work on that spiritual and physical part of your of yourself, then you can get through that pain or whatever that pain is. You can get through it in life, and that also I believe makes us so much stronger as a person in every aspect of our life from there on. Yeah. And, um, you know, 
Sadiq, and, and one of the things is it's, you'll have more compassion in your life if you have experienced loss. And again, I've known people that have never experienced any tragic loss in their lives. Beautiful, wonderful. You know, life is meant to be enjoyed, not endured, okay? And wonderful. So it's not like, yeah, here's my five. You know, I broke my leg here. This <laughs> no. Yeah, it's, it's not, not competition. <laughs> but each time you do learn something about yourself, and it yeah. gives you the opportunity to go deeper, and um, and that, that's important. Uh, number five is a very profound one, and it was reinforced recently this year. And perhaps, I don't want to say relearned, but reinforced. The greatest thing you'll ever learn is just to love and be loved in return. Hmm. And I'll say that again. The greatest thing you'll ever learn is just to love and be loved in return. Sadiq, I, I don't know you intimately, but you are a giver. I don't know you. You know, we don't have a huge history, and a lot of people that I've that I've talked to recently on podcasts, I don't know a lot of them. But the key thing is, you're givers. You give of your time. You give of your love to people. Okay, this is very very important. But just as important, Sadiq, is to receive. Is to receive. Many of us who are givers, and I know many of your listeners probably are is you can give love in a lot of different ways in life. You can give it physically, mentally, spiritually, emotionally, all very important, all, um, all well-intentioned. It's part of who we are. But you must receive back. You must receive back and to be willing to receive that love back when somebody gives to you in kind. I, I think uh, in, on my journey, I've had some difficulty in receiving back. This year, I met a woman online in my 60s on an online dating site. Her name was Gail. And uh, I was captivated by Gail. Um, the short story is, and it wasn't really a long story ultimately, uh, she was battling stage four cancer when I first met her on the phone and then when I first met her. I did not care. I was so captivated by this woman's courage and her choice to embrace life and love, even though it was four years since she got diagnosed with a stage four breast cancer. She had had a mastectomy. She had had radiation, chemo. She still put herself out there as a woman to meet somebody. And uh, I had a beautiful relationship with Gail for um, 63 days. She was relatively healthy. Then sadly, the cancer came back, moved to her brain. And the last 63 days that I knew Gail, she was in hospice and in the last stage of life until she finally transitioned this past May. So I knew Gail 126 days, 11 minutes. And um, it was such a profound experience that I wrote a book about it. 126 days, 11 minutes, our love story. And I wrote the book in six weeks uh, between May and July of this year, and I just launched it in October. But the bigger story is the lesson I learned from Gail. And that is to love somebody unconditionally and to receive that love back, which we both did. You know, right now, Sadiq, we're in a conditional world sometimes. How much money do you have? 
where do you live? How many houses do you own? Uh, what do you look like? And th there's sometimes all these conditions on what you should do. Or if somebody's struggling, oh, don't go out with them. If somebody's sick, ooh, you know, don't do that. You know, that's too risky. But what I learned from Gail was just that. The greatest thing you'll ever learn is just to love and be loved in return. Very powerful relationship. And I'll leave that as my fifth lesson. Very, very powerful one. That is, that's amazing. And I'm so glad that you mentioned the book as well, because I think even for me, it's just so curious. Like I might have, I'm just going to get the audio book and, and listen to how those 121 days, is it? 120, 126 days. 126 yeah. days, you said. So, like, I'm just fascinated, really. I'm just fascinated by how, like, honestly, what, plus you said you wrote it in six weeks. So how mm -hmm. did you manage to go through all of that in 126 days? And then within six weeks after her, her passing, managed to just get all those thoughts and emotions out on paper and just send it to the world. And I think for anybody listening, make sure you guys go and check that book out, number one, because um, I'm pretty sure it's going to captivate you because it's something very unique, right? Something so powerful and different. It's not just like, oh, I wrote a book of my life like everyone else does, right? Like so many people tell me to write a book and I'm like, no, not now. <laughs> Later on in life, not now. I'm still young. I, I want to experience more in life. I have more setbacks and failures. Then I'll write a book. I don't just want to write a book because I want to be New York's best-selling or London's best-selling book author. Like, I don't care about that. The accolades mean nothing to me. What means something to me is what you were talking about, Larry, which is the connection, the giving the love, receiving the love, is being there for your friends, being there for one another, spreading mm. love, positivity, kindness, compassion into the world, especially this year during COVID and how hard it's been for so many people, whether it's with mental health battles or with loneliness or just so many, so many other challenging moments that some of even my own personal friends have gone through. I can only kind of like uh, imagine how it felt like for those people to have gone through what they what they are or what they went through oh, and so um so yeah yeah and and uh, during a year of challenge with covid and we've all been challenged on one one way um one way shape or form and and sadly you know so many of our brothers and sisters have passed away because of it you know mm -hmm. not to make this a downer discussion here but that is adversity and how we get through that adversity um and respond to it is is so important and uh love is important you know love is important and um it is the answer in life and looking back at my 65 years love um you you cannot have enough of it and you cannot give enough of it i mean really um you know when i think about it but uh that's the fifth lesson and and perhaps this year so reinforced and and as you said so powerful yeah Love that. That's literally the, the best ending I can have for the show because it's the way you just summed it up everything in you know, five lessons and then how you just ended it. It was just beautiful. But before I end the show, Larry, I always ask my guests this one question and maybe we shift it back from the downer to like a, a more positive ending now. Um, yeah. Although, although, of course, in life is life is always up. There's going to be ups and downs. We all go through hardships and we all go through wins and success. Um, but it's a, just about balancing out both of them and learning from both failures and, and success. And so the question I want to ask you, Larry, is could you imagine for me for a second that you are standing on a stage with 90,000 people in front of you and you are giving this keynote speech. You can, you can imagine a, like a TED, TED stage 
you mm-hmm. standing on the red carpet you just gave a phenomenal speech you shared your 126 days with, with Gail and and you mm-hmm. shared that experience and the story and the life lessons that you learned through that and right at the end you were told to just share one sentence to leave the the crowd captivated to to remember you for the rest of their life what would that one sentence from your mouth be life has been beautiful I have no regrets. I love that. Life has been beautiful and I have no regrets. Could you like elaborate a little bit on that? Because I'm really curious now. <laughs> you got me curious to yeah. know. I, I, I believe that um, life and uh, our ability to live it each day and to be present each day is a is a gift and all we have is today Sadiq the the yesterdays uh actually my experience with Gail we didn't live in the yesterday and we couldn't live too far into the tomorrow because she was sick but each day each each day we embraced life and it was a beautiful thing and um no regrets regrets can be a downer in life regrets mean I could have done something, I didn't do that. I could have done this, I chose not to. I could have done this. And when you live your life without regrets, regret is different than learning a lesson, okay? Learning a lesson is you tried something, you did something. Perhaps it didn't work out exactly like you thought, all right? But you were in the arena and you put effort in and you learned something from it. A regret is you were never in the arena. You never tried something. You never took action. And that then, when you look back at your life, say, man, I could have been on that podcast with Sadiq and I chose not to go on it because I had something busier to do. And two years later, Sadiq is one of the key influencers in the world. And I decided I didn't, t- I, I regret not accepting that invitation. <laughs> I, I, I have had, that's what I would say to that audience. And up to now, I could honestly say that on my walk, um, life is beautiful and I have no regrets. And man, if you can finish your life, finish your dash, finish your journey, however it's going to end, and someday it'll end for all of us. That is a very, very powerful and healthy way to transition to the next higher level of consciousness. Yeah. So beautiful. I love it. I love it, Larry. Thank you so much for sharing your wisdom. Thank you so much for sharing your life lessons and for everything that you shared on on, on the show. I'm I'm so captivated by your wisdom, your lessons, and, and just your perspective of life as well. And I'm so grateful that we got connected through Doug and and I'm so looking forward to stay connected and, and, and help each other however we can. And if I can ever be of service to you, I'm always here ready with my hand wide open. And, um, and guys, if you're still listening, make sure you guys go and check out Larry's new book. I will put all the links under the YouTube video and all over the podcast. So please, 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 if there's, if there's one thing that you do from listening to his wisdom is go and check out that book. Get it on Audible like me if you want to listen to it which is uh, the Audible version is coming out in January, said Larry, right? Correct, yeah. 126 so, days, 11 minutes, our love story. Yeah. 
Beautiful. I'm going to put all those links in, in below, Larry. But your last kind of um, sentence to kind of end the show. And then um, I hope everybody goes and follows you on social media and checks out your work, checks out the videos that you have on YouTube. And mm-hmm. I'm, really, I'm really looking forward to share your wisdom with the world, Larry. Sadiq is hope. During this very challenging year, uh, the, um, the author um, Martin Groupman said, to have the audacity to continue to hope. Hope is a very, very powerful world and a word. And when you have hope and maintain hope, a miracle just may happen in your life. And hope is a good thing. So even during this more challenging year, maintain hope going into this new year as we as we finish this challenging year, as we go into the new year, that things will be brighter and um and 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 maintain hope for better times ahead yeah beautiful beautiful love it larry honestly once again thank you so much for being with me on the show and i'm so grateful that we got connected and i certainly will be taking action on the on the five lessons that you shared and i hope everyone else listening got so much value to go and take action on those as well and um i'll i will stay in touch with you larry and make sure that everybody that I know personally will go and check out your book because I'm really curious to know um, how you, you wrote that in six weeks and then shared your, I'm pretty sure you shared your heart and soul into that because such a deep thing. So um, keep up the amazing work and uh, and keep in touch with me. Sadiq, thanks for the honor. Thank you for all your listeners. Um, you're doing great, great things. Continue your beautiful journey and um, I will I will be following you. Absolutely. <laughs> Thank you, Larry. Take care of yourself. If you're still listening, I just want to say a massive thank you from the bottom of my heart. It truly means a lot that you're taking time out of your busy life to invest in yourself, to learn something new. And now, as a mentor of mine once taught me, teach it to others. Whichever platform you use, share whatever you've learned today with someone else out there in the world. Because we all need to spread more growth mindset related content out there for people to learn and change their lives too. If you haven't already, please subscribe to the podcast, share it with your friends let others know that there are guests on here who are sharing wisdom that's going to change their life and i hope to see you on the next episode take care